watching VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast. We're on episode 146. Thanks very much for, for tuning in, as always, uh, on either iTunes, Spotify, what else are we on? YouTube, of course. That's where uh, you can see our three wonderful faces, or not so wonderful, depending <laughs> what you think of us. You know me, Steve Lillis. You know John Evans. Tonight's guest, someone we have about every three months. I think he's been on more than anybody. Uh, Whenever we reach out for him on Bell to Bell, he's just as, as capable on this as he, as he is in the ring. It's a former British featherweight champion, Ryan Rawls, part of the famous uh, Chroma boxing family. How are you, Ryan? Good. Really good to, to be talking to you, lads. I really do enjoy doing this. Years. I love talking boxing, so thank you for having me on again. Always good. Just tell us where you are in your boxing career at the moment. You look healthy enough. You had that win before Christmas, a little run out. What's happening now? Well, we've had a few rubbish offers, to be fair, but they're offers, and we didn't have no offers before that. So I do think it's looking like I'm probably one more fight away from being able maybe to be took more seriously. I mean, I've been ranked in the lightweight division, which is nice, and I'd, and I'd take a shot at any of the champions now, given the opportunity in an instant. But that's for them to take the risk, not for me. So we'll just we'll see. I think if I get one more win, I don't think I'll be, I don't think I will be denied. So I think that's the plan try and get a, another fight as soon as possible. And, you know, make the board, make me. Uh, I'd like to fight and eliminate. No, I'd like to be given the opportunity that I had before I lost to Maxi. I'd like to be made mandatory. And uh, maybe there's a few fighters you don't like that idea. Maybe they should be put in eliminate with me and then, then I get a shot at the British. That's all I really want, to be honest with you, Steve. I want to fight for the British lightweight title. And, yeah, that, that'll be me done. Once I've once I got the British lightweight title back here, I feel between the three of us, we've done, we've done what we were more than capable to do: go out, get three British titles, job done. I think that'll be it. Ryan, are you at the point now where if someone dangled in carrot and said, "Right, Ryan, we'll put you in the away corner. It's eight, ten grand. If you win this fight, we can get you a shot." Are you at that point yet? Or oh yeah, definitely. You take that. You take if if you yeah. take short money now to get long money in the future. Hundred percent. I I've done that before. I actually from trust. Yes, yeah, the, the truth's the truth. He never he never changes. I basically paired to fight Ronnie Clark in Norwich before I got the IBR shot with Maxi. So that was one time. I it cost me to fight. I got so I I got some really good sponsorship off the back of the Maxi fight, but I got nothing before. I I, I backed myself. I, so as you boys know, you have to spend a good grand at least nowadays to get your medical. So I'm a grand in there. The fight itself, I had to, between me and Michael, we sold the tickets and I come out of that fight with £300. That means I was at a £700 loss. We're not even talking about my petrol. We're not talking about my food. We're not talking about my fees. You know, so I, it cost me to fight Ronnie Clark. Now, there's not a fighter in this country and probably not many fighters that we know that'll pair to fight Ronnie Clark. Not any time. This is the guy oh. who beats Elford, you know what I mean? And I like Ronnie a lot and he come and he done his job and he was in that mod. You know, he's, in, he, he's happy to go and get his money in the work on, he's a good lad, but no one pairs to fight him, and that, that's what I've done, and on the back of that, I got the Maxi shot, and I don't know really what happened after Maxi, I had a lot of things going on, I suppose, and I've, got, I've had one injury, which hadn't helped, but it annoys me sitting here thinking that usually, me and Liam have been very unlucky, because you fight at a certain level, because the IBO's a little bit above, it's around European for me, just above a European maybe, and then usually the fallback is the British, do you know what I mean? It's kind of a fallback, at least the British title. I watched it loads as a boxing fan. You, I've seen loads of fighters rebuild the career by winning the British title. I've seen loads of them do it. 
They come back to domestic level or European level and then they kick on again. Didn't happen for Liam and it doesn't look like it's probably going to happen for me unless I, I, I get, unless I force that. Like I said, I fight eliminate. Like you just said, if someone dangles a carrot, yes, it's not much of a carrot because me and my brothers are probably the easiest people ever to negotiate with. Have gloves, will travel, will fight. You know, this is what I want to do. No one's forcing me to do it. I've never been forced to do it. And in some cases, stupidly, we've done it. Because I don't know if you've listened to the podcast recently. Liam said it, and it's the truth. We're probably the worst businessmen you've ever seen in boxing. Because we wanted to fight. You know, if money didn't exist, I'd still be wanting to fight. So that tells me all I need to know about boxing. I do this because I love it. I don't do it to try and make money. And I do want that title. I don't, I don't know why. I, think, I, I do know why, sorry. Liam should be lightweight British champion. Without COVID, he would have been. And that's the reason. That's the reason I want it. Well, yeah. late, later on, Ryan, we'll speak about a certain man who's just won the British yeah. lightweight title. And I'll ask yeah. your opinion on that because, my God, yeah. what a what a voluntary that would yeah. be. Oh. We'll get on to that in a little I'd bit. Say what, right, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll get on. We'll try and keep the three minutes and we'll sorry, see how we yeah. go. We'll, we get, we might not even get through six rounds with Liam on. but we'll, Sorry, Ryan on. Sorry, talking Liam there, who should have <laughs> been a British champion. And, uh, we'll, try, we'll try and keep the three minutes. This one, round one, we'll try to... John and myself spoke about it last week. Um, John, are you going to ready to start your clock? Yeah. And it's the Tyson Fury debacle. So we'll leave you to talk for three minutes because people have heard our opinions. Oh, well, three minutes. So what it is, the reason I put this as my round one is I, I, this real solid box. I talk to all different people about boxing. In our gym, you've got Keith Fish, you've got all different people. And it's annoyed me, the mixed opinion on it. I mean, it's quite obvious. You've seen the, you've seen the cut. And my... The backlog on it is people are trying to make out that Fury, in some mystic ways, made this happen because he doesn't want to fight. We're talking a man, about a man. The thing, my biggest thing with Fury, he's not scared to lose. You don't go and fight Deontay Wilder with a three year layoff or wherever it was, put all that weight on. The biggest puncher, one of the biggest punchers the sport's seen because you're scared to lose. You don't go away to Germany and beat Klitschko because you're scared to lose. And this guy is a completely different problem to anything he's fought. I'll give you that. But he's not scared to lose. So don't tell me. And you've seen, I've seen pictures. I've heard stories. He was in really good shape. And that cut is 100% genuine. Because, and, and, and I talked to my brother about this one. The guy he's sparring is some MMA fighter. And my brother really believes he meant to do that. Not on purpose, but just out of habit. The UFC fighters are good with using their eye. That's his opinion. And I haven't really watched it in that much detail to say it. But I thought it was an interesting point he brought across. And the, the debacle bit is anyone trying to say he's trying to swerve this fight. That's the bit that annoys me. This man's not scared to lose. Yeah, well, we yeah. had we had this conversation last week on here, and it was more about, you know, these conspiracy theories and people saying he didn't get cut because they predicted in the first, the first time round that the fight wouldn't happen. And this is their way of pre and boob, right, the fucking morons. But there you go. Yeah. Too much money. There's too much money. He'll fight anyone, and he's going to get more money in Saudi fighting him, and and it leads on to other money. So no, and he's not scared to lose. I can't stand it. Like, oh, what is he scared of then? He could lose. Yeah, I don't think he could get beat up off Usyk. I think he could get. I think Usyk's got the skills to to cause him loads of problems, but he's not going to get beat up, is he? I just don't think a a, a natural 14, 15 star man can beat up a nineteen star man. I don't. I really don't think he can beat him up. So where's the fear? I, I tell you, I, I certainly don't think Tyson thinks that. He, I don't think Tyson thinks like a boxer like that. I know he loves boxing, but I still think when it comes down to it, he's got that mental traveler mentality. No small man's beating me in a fight. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. And I think it probably still comes... I don't think he's got an ounce of fear for Usyk. No. He'll respect him, but he certainly yeah. won't fear him. No yeah. no chance. I think the biggest problem with Usyk is he's a southpaw, and, and Tyson's been dictating a lot of his fights with his jab like he should. And being a southpaw is awkward. He's going to have to turn himself. So yeah. Tyson's going to have to go southpaw a lot in that fight. Yeah. All right. Well done. Thanks for that, Ryan, as always. Round two, um, yeah, someone who deserves to take a bow, John. Take take it away. Yeah, one of uh, Ryan's old opponents here, but I think we need to give him a give him a good shout. Reese Bellotti, someone I've always enjoyed watching on TV. Um, no nonsense, Reese, exciting fighter to watch. He's had his ups and downs, lost three fights in a row. And I, was he got it, I'm thinking off the top of my head here. It must be six or seven years since he lost to Ryan Doyle. He just won the Commonwealth, lost it straight away to Ryan, and we were writing him off. And we all I cleared up at the bookies that Doyle, fight, yeah. if I remember he rightly. He came back and fought Ryan, lost a close one to Ryan, came back again, lost three in a row, but just kept persevering, stayed with Jim McDonnell, which no one seems to do these days. Ryan's been loyal to his trainer, stuck with it, and, and got his, he's getting his just desserts. Beat Akib Fiaz in really good style, and then beat Liam Dillon in a, an absolute war. So, yeah, well done, Reese Bellotti. I can't echo that enough as well. I'm so happy for him. He's a really nice, clean-cut, straight lad. And um, persistence to any young lads or anyone watching this, persistence is key. He's just been persistent. Um, I thought he just... I was just really happy. I was really happy for him. You know, when you're biased in a fight, I'm watching it. And we've all been there. We've wanted someone to win. And I wanted to win. I think that Dylan's a big, strong, hard lad. But... Yeah. Bellotti, it was funny to see Bellotti actually boxing, you know, using his jab, moving. It was quite a shit. And then they did exchange and they did get down dirty. But And he took some big shots, Dylan. So full credit to him as well. It was a really good fight. And um, I was so happy for Reese. He, he, I've only obviously met him. I've, met, I've had limited time with him. But I remember him saying at the press conference that he was a fan of mine. And it was a, it was really, it was, the, the fan comment meant it was more respect. I think he always respected me. He always knew that it was something I was a little bit, yeah, either way, he gave me a nice impression on himself and I've always liked him since. I thought, fair player, we're going to have a, just a good fight. Not not that trash talk rubbish. And that was nice. I, d I did get concerned when Eddie Hearn said, um, everyone knows Reese Ballot is my favourite fighter the day before the fight. I thought, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get a, a dodgy split decision. I was like, wait a minute, I won nine of them 12 rounds. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, you know what? It just shows that, you know, and I'm, I'll point myself at this. I, I'm not one to write off fighters after a loss, but I thought that night against Ryan Doyle when Ryan was very good and he couldn't do anything right. I remember thinking, what, what I think it was on Sky that fight, and um, it was one of the midweek fights, I think it Wednesday was. Wednesday night, yeah. Wednesday night fight, yeah. And I remember after that fight thinking, well, you know what? I, I can't see how he comes back. It was such a shattering loss. And I remember thinking that, you know what, at least he's got a great job as an electrician at Elstree Film Studio. So he's going to earn well. Good luck to the lad. You know, he's, he, but he'd still won the Commonwealth. You know, it, it, just, it, almost, it almost mirrors. I know he never won it. It's like Josh Wow who kept going and going. I think he yeah. got a mate. I think about the fourth go he finally won a major title and made a couple defences of the British title. I think he, I can't think of the Scottish kid he beat um, to win the the title it was it a Wilson someone Wilson can't think he's just gone from me but God, you know it mirrors that but no fantastic story and I hope he gets a couple defences in and cashes in good luck to Reese Pilotti and uh, it was a, you know I knew you'll be echoing rip roaring him on anyway the other night yeah. I was buzzing right round three right I know Mr Walsh there 
as Ryan's got an opinion on this because he researched this yesterday when I told him this topic. <laughs> um, I wanted to talk about Shaquille Thompson. Now, I watched him the other night against Gino Cantors. Okay, uh, not the greatest, but tough guy from Holland, tough enough on the European circuit. And the way he went about hammering him was fantastic. Um, brutal, nasty. He looked massive at the weight. Um, uh, I just think people were sleeping on Shaquille. I'm a bit biased. I remember when Frank Warren signed him. I recommended him to Frank and he signed him, but it never worked out. And he went his own way. And I was, watched him in Sheffield the other night. I thought he was sensational against Gino Cantor. Obviously, everyone's talked about Hamza Shiraz and he deserves all the plaudits. But I tell you what, British boxing sleeping on this man. 11-0, seven KOs, huge at the weight, and I I think he's going all the way. There was one punch and one uppercut in the second round, literally lifted Cantor's off his feet. It, well, it did. It, it was fantastic the other night. I really, really rate him. You go now, Brian, so I know you got an opinion and yeah, you're well, bringing up people on this yesterday. This is exactly it. So when you mentioned the name, it annoyed me that I didn't know. So I had a little look, done my box rec, and then then I had a friend, um, Lewis, uh, we call him Poochie in the group. Lu- Lewis, yeah. is it Van Pooch? Van Pooch, yeah, Poochie. Yeah, hey, Poochie, yeah. yeah. Well, I got hold of him straight away. I was like, you fought this Dr. Steele. What are you thinking? He does come highly recommended. He rates him. He's not sure about how far above European level and things he does, but he does rate him. And he reckons, he's he's heard he's getting a little bit more spiteful now, sitting down more on his shots. And he's he, when he fought, Lewis, I think it was a little bit earlier in his career where he weren't as maybe a stick set at the weight and that, but he does come highly recommended. He says he's decent and um, he didn't stop him. Apparently, he was good. He didn't stop, but he didn't get stopped. No one stops Poochie. So he's a really good, solid pro and I like him as well. But it was, yeah, second you sent that now, I'm going to have a look at this because I, I, I love seeing prospects. I like because in, in the next bit on my one, it's about these prospects. And it, you get on the journey with him, don't you? Like you're saying, you're biased with him. You've seen him before anyone's seen him. So you, you kind of want him to do well. So yeah, you're told to to yourself. <laughs> well, it's funny. Well, it proves how much you think of boxing in your life. Because it's Sunday afternoon. I said, well, you said you sent me your topics within five minutes of agreeing to coming on. I said, one of mine was this. Within five minutes, there's a, there's about a 200-word WhatsApp message from, from Ryan John. You better give us your opinion, John, before we go well, on. Two minutes before we jumped on, I just put the phone down on Shaquille. He's back at work in his shipping office today. Oh. But, uh, yeah, he um, he looked dangerous, didn't he? He looked really dangerous. He said um, this year he's foot to the floor. Any champion, any time the phone rings, he's jumping on it because his career's been slow and he's got to make up for lost time. But, yeah, he he, looked, he did it in clean fashion, didn't he? It was, it was a nasty, nasty performance. That. Yeah. That's time. Yeah. Right, round four. Um, Ryan, your second topic. Uh, the latest lightweight star, Sean Davis, who uh is making a name for himself in the ring and out the ring last on Thursday night. Go on, mate. Well, I was really impressed with him, and it was it was double impressed with me because his name, he shares the same name and in the same division, roughly. Because I don't think he's gone up. To, I still think he's is Tank still a lightweight champion, or is he still there? Right, I'll know. lose. Yeah, yeah, I think he's here. Yeah. It goes up, goes down. But either way, I just thought it was quite interesting. You've got this young up-and-comer. And, and um, I've seen a few things about him. He's, he's come onto my radar. And that performance with Pedraza was really naughty. Like, the way he done it. And I know Pedraza's a little bit older and had a, lo- a little bit more since, obviously, when Tank done it. But 
if you're going to do it, do it in that fashion because it, it, it was a wow. Like for me, no one does that. Uh, Pedraza's just done 12 with Loma the last time I was talking about Pedraza. So that was, it was good. Pedraza was, it was for a weird way of his boxing. He didn't try to snipe. He's got sniper on his shots. Didn't box that at all. Yeah. And this, this Kishan Davis, Kishan Davis, I don't even know how to pronounce it, but he looks very, um, he looks very good. Very, very good. I'm excited by him because I think he's massive. He, he, he looks like he's a thinking fighter, which is the fighters I like. I like the fighters you can see a processing and, and downloading during the fights. And yeah, I'm excited for him. And like I say, in the future, you could have a Davis v. Davis. Has that happened? You boys have got enough boxing knowledge. Do we have many times where they got the same names? Fighting oh, each other? mate, you've thrown that one at me. Yeah, it's got to be Mexican. We must have some. Me- it must have been a Lopez v Lopez or something. It's got to be. There would have been a Smith, a Smith v Smith somewhere. But, that would have been. Right. The... What about as a world title? Have you ever had a? Had a I think there's been a few Walsh versus Walshes in your room, living room, aren't there? Yeah, well, you, oh, you, yeah. You, you, for many years, it's not televised. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, you know what? You know, it just shows boxing these days, and it was brilliant matching as well, Pedraza. That right fight, yeah. right time analogy yeah. we use a lot on this pod. But I found more, and I haven't seen the fight, but I'll take it for you on that performance. I haven't watched him since he um, toyed with Anthony Yidget and did him in about seven or eight, eight or nine rounds a couple of years ago. Um, so, uh, um, but there was more people I noticed talking about him trying to spoil to Fimo Lopez's party afterwards in the ring than talking about this win last week. And I think it just shows where we are with uh, boxing at the moment. I didn't realise he'd done that. I've seen the yeah, little... he was at ringside, was he? He was in ringside, wasn't he? At the... They had him at, at the press conference, Keyshawn. Yeah, was that what it, yeah, it was more yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, it, is that what it was? Yeah, I thought it was at the yeah. fight. There's more people talking about that than there was his win. And it just shows what a lot of boxing is these days, John. And... Yeah. So right. You know another lightweight, Ryan? If you, if you, I'm, not when you're bored, when you've got nothing to do, because I know it's all you think about. When we finish this, Get on yeah. your phone and look up Abdullah Mason. A Mason, yeah. What, what, what? He's a lightweight. He's about 20 years old. My God. You're Abdullah he, Mason. He, he, serious he, piece of business. No, no, American guy. He's a yeah. serious piece of work. I'll tell you what, John. <laughs> you, you, he, Ryan's girlfriend is going to come for you when she sees because <laughs> he's off to pick her up from Norwich. That's why I recalled in early. And instead yeah. of sitting down and having a nice quiet night in, he's going to be looking at... um. Got this guy, and then he's going to be oh. messenger about two o'clock in the morning. Your phone keeping <laughs> telling you what the guy does right and wrong, but, but that's just that's what I think anyway. Well, he but... flattened someone on the same card as Keyshawn. Uh, did he what? really? Yeah, he's yeah. a serious fighter, serious. and he's only 20. Did you say 2021? 20, something like that, right? I want to look forward to it. We send him after this, please, John. I'll have a look at him. I do yeah, love seeing just. This will be a WhatsApp conversation that'll last all week. You'll be analysing it, mate. Anyway, round five. This is a really good topic, John. Um, the man who's chin thirteen out of thirteen. Who I've been speaking about a lot to people last week. Sam Noakes. Yeah, not just not just Americans who've got exciting lightweights. Yeah. Sam Noakes, uh, British champion, thirteen out of thirteen. A fighter will probably know a bit about Steve Lewis Sylvester, yeah. nice slick boxer. Sam bullied him, didn't he? Bullied him and beat him up and beat him down. Um. Brave, Sylvester was brave to get through the last couple of rounds there. But yeah, exciting fight to watch. And me and Steve were speaking earlier, he's, he's beating people up and knocking them out because he's good, not just because yeah, he's got exactly. raw power. Yeah, um, yeah. His, his method to what he does trains hard. Seems like a 
a good lad, you know, can talk the talk, can't he? Um, and yeah, Ryan, you're still in this mix at lightweight. Yeah, you know, he's pretty What do you think of Sam? Well, I'm talking, I was I was on a field planting trees and my son and my brother said, uh, and Liam will never be anything but honest, but he's like, yeah, 37, not really the fights that you need. And he doesn't realise the fire that he ignited. He didn't know. <laughs> I thought, you fucking what? I don't care. He ain't a bigger puncher than James Henderson. He ain't a bigger puncher, he ain't a bigger puncher than my brother Michael. So you're never going to, you're never going to make me question who I am because they can punch. Can he outbox me? Can he outthink me? Is he a southpaw? Because if you look, most of these bastards are southpaws who outbox me. So, yeah, if Knox, he needs a, a, a defence, I'm your man for sure. Because I've never said no. I never would say no. And I'd fancy her beating me. You've got to be more than just... I love that style. I said this to Liam straight away. I love that style. I love them who are going to come to put it all over me. And, um, yeah... It wouldn't even be. A, it wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even really negotiate too much on the money. You give me my British title shot I deserve against that style, and I'd I'd feel that the boxing gods are being fair to me. I've got. I, I was really excited about Gwyn as well when you put me in with him. The only thing with Gwyn is how big he is, but I just thought, no, I like them big. It's a big target, and I think if I'm anything what I thought I was, or I've still got what I think I have then I should be able to beat these guys. And if they're better than me and they can... But that style is perfect for me. I've always liked that style. I've always performed well against that style. And it's more front foot aggression against me. Well, then I can be me. Because I'm quite a... I'm a bit of a... I'm a, an aggressive counterpuncher, but I prefer it when they're good. Noxie, Gwyn, and then it, the two wins that I had that were like that when when we had Tennyson and Trainer. I, I enjoy that pressure. No one's... The, the Cuban one... If they come to fight me, I'm all, I'm over the moon. It's when they when they come and box me in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm totally sold on him. As you say, he looks like he's a remarkable athlete. Really, he he went and did the like the Brighton Marathon without doing full marathon training because he had boxing on, and he went and did it in the time that qualifies him for all the major marathons. He he's he's majorly fit, but you know what? I was at the Josh Wells show on Saturday night, and I was sitting with his brother Dempsey, who's around that way, you know, upcoming. And he, he was saying before the fight how much, what you know, how good this kid is, and what he was going to do to Sylvester. You know, people were talking about him, and good fighters hurt people and knock them out, and that's what this kid's doing. Like we, John and myself were discussing earlier, big fight. I tell you what, what about him and Mark? I, I know you want your shot, Ryan, and we won't, don't want you yeah. denied, but I want to see Sam and Mark Chamberlain. Yeah, it's going to be good. It'll be a good fight. Um, very... you pick Ryan? Go on. Who, who would you pick? You, you, like you've got Chamberlain, who's a tall banger, likes to keep a bit of distance. Noakes is going to try and get close, and Chamberlain's going to try and chin him on the way in, isn't he? I I, I, I think Noakes to get through it and and beat him up. I I think that I've seen Chamberlain spar my brother many years ago. The biggest problem Chamberlain's got is he's too big for the weight. If Chamberlain can make the weight and rehydrate properly, he's all the wrong all the wrong way for Noakes simply because he's a safe ball. Straight away, Knox ain't going to be able to make his, set up his attacks like he's done against every orthodox. Does Chamberlain use his jab well enough, though, Ryan? Well, if you're fighting him and you don't, then he's fighting Knox's fight. And yeah. I think he can dig a bit. Liam told me Chamberlain can dig a bit. Yeah. That would be a very interesting fight. And it's a, and, and I think Chamberlain's next against Gwyn, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, in so Saudi, that, yeah. Yeah, it's all, all set up. Yeah, yeah I, the winner of that will fight Knox and you never know. In, in the in-between time, Knox can test his knockout ratio against someone who's never been knocked down. So, yeah, I'd, 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 um, 
I'd be more than willing to find that fight. So, yeah, you never know. And it's well, strange to think boxing. Some of Frank Warren's office listening, get in contact with, uh, yeah. with Ryan. He admits that he's the worst businessman in boxing, so it's an easy <laughs> fight to make and you'll get away with what you want <laughs> so the promoter will be happy. Copper boxing too far yeah. from Norfolk, is it, right? I went to Denmark for 23,000 euros, boys. Don't worry about that. Frank knows that better than anyone. Fuck me. <laughs> round six, final final round for that. You know what? Not a lot. I don't see anyone picked up on that. Between this Friday, the 16th of February and 16th of March, just one domestic show on what we call mainstream boxing TV in this country. There's a show on Channel 5. Nothing on the zone, Sky, TNT until 16th of March. Frank's got a show in Birmingham. And I can't remember the last time that has ever happened in boxing, given the TV revolution for boxing. This time of year, there's been a month. We have it in August and the January, but not in not between February and March. It, it, I can never remember it in recent times. But you know what? All these people will be on Twitter moaning their asses off. Oh, there's no boxing. What's going on? Why don't you get off your asses? Go and buy a ticket to a small hall show. There's an absolute brilliant rematch on VIP show in Liverpool this weekend. Leon Willings and Jake Barton. Their fight, their first fight was epic, an absolute shootout. It's all, I've put it on Twitter today, so go and have a look at that. Also, if you're in Northern Ireland, Belfast, Mark Dunlop this week, 24th, you've got Mark Efron making his comeback. Same night, Connor Butler, Jay Harris in Liverpool for That's a load a of titles. You've got, you know, a great fight on the VIP show on the second. Um, Jack Flatley, Ryan Amos, you know, you've got Carl Greaves and you've got Rud Ruff from Regan Glacking for the Celtic Light. There's so much on. So don't moan about being no boxing. Go out and go to your local small show and support it. Because for a lot of people, you'll watch, after you watch it on fucking Amazon Sticks anyway. So go and put some money into the sport. Go to a small hall show. That's my moan anyway for the night. Do you find it strange as this sort of TV blackout for a month, boys? Massively, but my question is why? You, you see, we all know in August everyone's on holiday. I understand that, but do we have any idea why? Well, I what you know, I worked for Frank on Box Nation and for him for well, I used to for a number of, for a number of years. And Frank generally has a slow start to the year before he kicks off in March and it goes nuts. Sky, I don't know. Eddie Hearn's the zone. That surprised me. And Channel 5, who are giving us a, a bit of boxing, first of the March. Really good fight. Who's the French guy? Abu against, is it Abusa? Against um, yeah, Sam Egginson for the European Yeah, which is a, be a wild fight. But I'm, ju I'm just surprised that this gap, and I think people are going to start moaning, which they will do, because they moan over anything. Um, it's, um, it's, it's just a surprise. We've got this gap, given how sport we've been for TV boxing over the last 20-odd years. What do you yeah, make of it, John? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, I agree. I wonder if um, all the negotiations with the Saudi stuff overshadowed the big promoters oh. at the end of last year and we just had a gap. Yeah, well, as I say, domestic box is what I'm saying. There's none of the, you know, yeah. there is that. No, but I wonder if you just concentrated on that and it left them with a gap in, in the UK. And also, but, as you um, said, we're losing a real good fights to Saudi. Well, the one you mentioned, the Mark Chamberlain fight, John, you mentioned on the pod. Yeah, it's left a gap, hasn't it? Because fights have gone over there and fighters have a bit appeared over there. And we need some headliners over in the UK at the moment, don't we, badly? And it's just left a gap. I don't think we've got enough show headliners. But another, another fight... The best fight I was at all last year, um, Lewis Wood won the area title against John Edo in December. Oh, I didn't year. see it. I heard about that. Oh, God, what a fight. He's defending it already. So he's def defending the title on Saturday night in Manchester. 
So these fights and good fights, championship level fights for, for not much money, but you can go and watch. Yeah, so I agree, Steve. Get yourself out. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Fellas, it's been a pleasure. Ryan, I know you've got to dash off to Norwich now and be the chauffeur for the night. Um, yeah. You you get off to Norwich and John's going to have a discussion while you're driving over this new lightweight <laughs> sensation he's found. John, yeah, thanks as all, John, thanks as always. And thanks everyone for um, watching. I know I'm biased, but this pod is never better than when Ryan Walsh is our guest. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, John. Really good. Always, always good to talk to you, lads. And you'll never get me saying no. As long as I'm alive, I'll be happy to talk boxing with you two. Well, two, two or three months, you're back on again. John, anything you want to add? Or... No, no, I think we, we went through that with Ryan tonight. Brilliant. Like, Brilliant. Like, Brilliant. Really enjoyed it. Time, but yeah, we flew through that. Really <laughs> Thanks a lot, fellas. And thanks, everybody. For all boxing info, news, and latest interviews, Amateur and Pro, across the north, click and subscribe. VIP Boxing Promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.